Hello world and welcome to Morning Geekdom. I'm your host Anthony Matulin and today I am joined by a very special guest, person I've known for over 20 years, uh, Mr. Tyler. How are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm good, little guy. I'm really good. Uh, well, <laughs> right off the bat, I should have known. I should have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Tyler's, I don't know, five foot four. Uh, <laughs> he's roughly been the same height since I don't know what, like sophomore year of high school. No, I've grown. When I was when I was a sophomore in high school, I was five three. I am significantly taller now. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about uh, a movie that that's celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary. Um, something that that I grew up on, and I know Tyler also, you know, has watched quite a bit and has grown up on uh, the Sandlot. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bump rapples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! I got it! I got it! I got it! Oh, no! (laughs) But something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. We gotta get that ball back. You got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy. Now. Fire, fire! You gotta blow! Mommy, mommy, look at doggy. Ooh, a big doggy. 20th Century Fox presents. Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squeeze, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot, a little piece of paradise, a half a block wide and a whole season long. Scotty. Have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mom. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, classic, classic. Um, So just go over something I like to do right off the bat is just go over the synopsis of uh, of the movie. They they always they always make me laugh. They're always kind of weird. I think (laughs) looking back at it, Um, it's just interesting to look at the kind of the marketing material of the movie. Um, so the synopsis for this is, in the summer of 1962, a new kid in town is taken under his wing 
or excuse me, taken under the wing of a baseball prodigy and his rowdy team resulting in many adventures. That's spot on, man. I don't, what? Why does it make you giggle? That's a good one. <laughs> I, feel, I just feel like there's so much more to it than just that. Right. Well, and and uh, is he a prodigy? I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about that at some point, but I mean, he's pinch running uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> for the Dodgers in, uh, <laughs> in what looks like maybe the 80s. Right. I don't know, early nineties. The time frame when when Benny the Jet is in the majors is is weird with his mustache. But I mean, is is he a prodigy if he's pinch running? I've always thought that. <laughs> Even back when I first saw it, I thought, wait, what is? Why is he a pinch runner? What? This is the best baseball player in the history of cinema, and he's pinch running. And then they talk about like, well, he lost a lost a step. Yeah. So not only has he lost a step, <laughs> then they're making him pinch run. Right. So, he's like, no longer a a standout pinch runner. He's kind of a slower. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, it's a big question about this movie. Like what, what level of stardom did Benny the Jet achieve? Right. And apparently not much. No, no. But my, I want to actually ask this question right off the bat to you, because I know you're, you know, a baseball aficionado. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would be like the modern day equivalent to Benny the Jet? Like who in the big leagues right now is a potential pinch runner stealing home in, (laughs) in what looks like maybe his thirties with a weird mustache? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you throw in the mustache, there is no equivalent. But right. the problem is, if you try to find a modern day equivalent, you can't because nobody would know the name of a guy whose specialty is pinch running. So I don't know if there is. I don't know if there is one. Right? Does anybody uh, does anybody steal home anymore? I mean, or or ever really? Not really. They don't steal bases anymore. It's all about you know they, everybody just wants to hit homers. That's true. They're not even on base. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's too much of a, a risk to try to steal bases now. There's all the, all the analytics that have creeped in. It would have ruined Benny the Jets' career in Major League Baseball apparently because nobody steals bases, and especially not home. I feel like I feel like uh, Smalls was was would have been big into like sabermetrics. Oh yes. Yeah, with his erecto set and all that, he would have been like the leader of Moneyball and all that. Yeah. yeah that that would have been his jam. Yeah. 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 Him and his weird ass hat. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. So as I mentioned, this movie came out in 1993, um, 25th year anniversary. For some reason, I feel like this year, obviously, there's a a ton of anniversaries, 25th anniversaries of movies. But I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, this year seems like there's a lot. There's like Nightmare Before Christmas. I know the X-Files has its 25th anniversary. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's a a weird year for for me because there's so many movies that I like that came out this year. Next Uh, year will be even better, though, because you remember... I know we're off track already, but okay. next year, I know, I remember. Thin, li- thin Line Between Love and Hate? <laughs> no, that was no. later, man. That was 26, <laughs> I think. But you had Forrest Gump, which won Best Picture. There was also Pulp Fiction. Right. Also Shawshank. Right. Those, those are just just three. So next well, year. Well, first of all, I'm a, little, I'm a little upset that you left out, which was like probably my favorite movie of that year, which is Ed Wood, but that's fine. Um I never saw it. I yeah, had no desire. Fine. That's whatever. <laughs> uh, the real travesty is that Forrest Gump won Best Picture that yeah. year, coming yeah. out against Pulp Fiction and Shawshank, which right. I think Shawshank should have won, but I know there's plenty of people that think Pulp Fiction should have won. Yeah. I mean, Shawshank to me is the best movie ever made, and I know that's kind of a cliche. So many people think that, but it's so good, and it's clearly better than Forrest Gump, which is also a good movie and a great, several great performances. But yeah, I mean, of those three, it's it's the weakest. Yeah, I don't. I think 
see, I, I watched Forrest Gump not too long ago on and off. I think it was on, it was on cable or whatnot and it doesn't hold up really well to me. Really? It's still good, but it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of hokey now. Like it's, yeah. it's clearly going for a specific, I mean, it's, it's, it's going for Oscars. Like it, they're right. really, really going for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember really being wowed by the scene where he shakes JFK's hand and, uh, it's that they make it look like JFK says he's, I think he said he had to go pee. Right. And now if I watch that 24 years later, I'd probably say that's really poorly done. Yeah. And, and they should have left that out. Is he the greatest is Forrest Gump, the greatest uh, kick returner in, <laughs> in Alabama history. Oh yeah. To this day. <laughs> he Even runs like, he runs like 300 yards in that one clip they show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah. All right. Let's reel it back in here. <laughs> you, know, you know who could have, you, you know, who could have been a good kick returner for Alabama? You, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh man, see you just you, you lobbed it up there, and I just missed it. Completely missed it. You always do. I mean, would Benny the Jet be able to go to Alabama? I don't. I mean, not in the sixties, not in those days. No, 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 no. not at all. Um, all right. So uh, the movie was directed by a gentleman who I've never heard of, and I don't right. know that he's done anything else. Named David Mickey, who is also the narrator, which I thought was pretty oh, cool. Because really? yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool because the narration really. I mean, really lends itself well to that movie. It's got mm-hmm. kind of a Wonder Years feel right. to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, which is interesting. I also didn't know that the movie essentially bombed at the theater. It only made oh. $33 million. No um, way. Yeah. Yeah. But since it's, you know, release on VHS, Laserdisc, yeah. DV, uh, Blu-ray, DVD, everything, it has made over $76 million additional to that. So, wow. it's, it turned into like a cult classic almost. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was surprised to hear that. I thought it would have done... I just know that in my circle of friends and brothers and all that, we we went and saw it, and I would have, I've, I had guessed all these years that it just did well because everybody I know loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's probably a bit of nostalgia. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I wonder if someone would watch it now, how how good they would think it was. You know, like how if a 13 year old saw it now, I don't know oh, how yeah. well how they like it, but I mean that 13 year olds teenagers suck now, so it doesn't hey, really matter. They're the worst. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that, by the Thanks, way. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, obviously, the movie's set in 1962. Um, I was very interested to find out that it also has two uh, direct-to-DVD sequels, which really? I was unaware of. Um, none of the cast are in any of them except for, I guess, the last one. Um, Squints is in it, but essentially mm-hmm. the last one is Luke Perry gets what? sent back in time. <laughs> what? what? No. Dude, look it up. You're making this up. <laughs> This I'm is not, what the Sandlot three or four. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the names in front of me, man. It wasn't important enough to me for me to jot these down. I know they went straight to DVD, and I also didn't know that they announced a prequel this year, which is going to be like a theatrical release. I don't oh, know when. Bad. Yeah, it's not going to be good unless you bring all of them back. I don't know how. Obviously, you can't in a prequel. Right. Um, it's probably not going to be good. That's a bad idea. Although that's all Hollywood has these days is sequels and and. Trying to pimp the same franchise over and over. Yeah, all the big movies, at least. I mean, there's some stuff, you know, like A Quiet Place. There's stuff that comes out that yeah. kind of catches you, you know, get out, catches you off guard. That's good. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's all, it's it's pretty, it's pretty much garbage right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just get into the categories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So first category is uh, what scene will make you stop doing what you're doing to watch. So obviously it's it's whatever. If you're getting ready to leave, if, if you're you know, I don't know, vacuuming, whatever you're doing. I don't know what the hell you do day to day, but whatever you're doing, if it comes on, you'll kind of stop what you're doing and watch it. Um, so I have, I mean, there's, a, I, I couldn't pick like four or five. I picked a lot. 
So let's go through them. If you have anything to add, feel free at the Mm -hmm. end there, and then we'll decide on which one. Okay. Um, So kind of in order, um, Bill, who is the stepdad, who I low-key is my spirit animal. He's like (laughs) my favorite person in the whole movie. I love Dennis Lee in that movie. Um, So Bill teaches Smalls to play catch. Um, It's that weird dynamic of like step, you know, obviously they say, I think his, his dad died when he was a kid and right. now his mom's remarried to Dennis Leary, who doesn't really understand how to deal with kids. It doesn't seem like, and is just like, Hey, I just want to hang out in my collectible room and not deal with, with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so kind of leave me alone. Uh-huh. And it's just that great dynamic of him trying to teach him to catch. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I like, how do you know how to this, do this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like that scene a lot. It makes mm-hmm. me laugh. Cool. Um, because you have a black heart, you identify with the worst character in the movie. <laughs> is he the worst character in the movie? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll but is to, is he? I no, I think it. Well, yeah, he's. We'll we'll get to it. I, I really <laughs> dislike him, but it's maybe that's a testament to how well Dennis Leary does in that role because yeah. he's supposed to be unlikable. I think but he's we'll, supposed to be. I don't know if unlikable or he's just not empathetic. Yeah, and or that, he just doesn't know how to deal with a kid. Well, you got to learn sometime when you're a stepdad. Who the, who the fuck doesn't know how to play baseball when they're in fifth grade? Like, you can't throw a ball? I guess because <laughs> the insinuation is in the 60s, his mom doesn't know how to play. That's the and thing. So, yeah, yeah and I, I guess I get that, but come on, man. That's that's interesting. You know, I, don't, I forget what year the Rookie of the Year came out, but that's the exact opposite of the mom who was the star pitcher. Oh, man, just float it. Right, man, just float it. And float now it. you've got apparently... <laughs> Now, now in this era, moms, of course, apparently all they did, she just cooked meals, and I think yep. she had an apron on the entire movie or every scene that uh, that she was in. Why am I drawing a blank on her name right now? Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah, I was going to say Mary yeah. Allen. They did Indiana Jones's chick dirty. They did Marion Marion dirty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, she's over there fighting Nazis. <laughs> right. Yeah. She can't throw a baseball. <laughs> right. But I digress. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So that then we go into. Uh, we're going to go into, sorry about that, um, Small's introduction to the team. So this is when he, he, you know, like creeps up in the outfield. And he's just kind of hanging out and uh, they hit a ball to him. Obviously, he can't catch and then he tries to throw right. it back and just, I feel like this was you in, in around <laughs> right. that same age. <laughs> and then you're just like, man, my life is over and he just runs off. And they're just dicks. Like the whole crew are just dicks. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. You feel bad for the kid in that moment as he cries and sprints home. <laughs> but that's a good that's a good scene. With a black eye. Kid he's just got a shiner. <laughs> yep. And that sweet hat. That hat mm-hmm. is the most it's just is my favorite. Yeah. Um then you have the sleepover scene where they explain um about the beast and yeah. and, and and Ham has the great line, You want you want some uh you want some s'mores? He's yeah. like, How can I have how can I have more if I haven't had any? Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's a great scene where they explain, you know, the beast and, and whatnot. Yep, that's uh, uh, that's Squints at his best right there, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have maybe my my favorite scene of the whole movie, but but uh, you know we'll, we'll pick at the end mm-hmm. um, when Squints and Yeah Yeah run into Wendy Peppercorn and they're oh yeah. <laughs> I think they went on the they, sidewalk. Right? Yeah, I don't know what I don't remember what they were doing. They're coming from like the pharmacy and yeah. uh, and they have the "There Goes My Baby" song is playing yes. in the background, and they're just yeah. mesmerized by why. Well, by Wendy Peffercorn. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the scene at the pool, obviously, which I think might be the most like memorable scene of the whole movie. There's um, where, a lot of choices, but that's right there with it. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> they, it's too hot to play baseball, so they go. Mm-hmm. It almost goes from one scene right to the other. They go, they go to the pool, and 
you know, Squints is, is they're checking out Wendy and Squints yeah. is just oiling and lotioning and <laughs> lotioning and oily. I can't take it anymore. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, and again, the music in that, in that part is, is right. great. Uh, I think they're playing like this magic moment or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. The kiss comes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a, a team. I, I don't really know how to describe this any better than this. It's the kind of team versus team. It's the Sandlot yeah. kids against kind of like the mainstream kids. Yep. And they're, they're just dicks too. Uh, the, the uppity suburban kids coming yeah. to try to look down on the Sandlot kids. And that's, that's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, side note, does the main kid who's like the dick kid who's talking shit to ham, does he remind you of Hannah? No, man. <laughs> I'm talking look wise. Oh, uh, no, not okay. at all. Actually. Okay. He always reminded me of Jason. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, Jay's my guy. Um, I'm not saying looks, he's. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying right. personality. I'm just saying he always looked like him to me. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. All right. Well, you're just wrong. Um, <laughs> two more. Uh, so you have the Rector set versus the Beast, which mm-hmm. is just that whole scene where they're trying right. to figure out every little uh, contraption. Every little contraption. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a good then, one for sure. And then the ending, uh, Benny versus the Beast. Whew, man. <laughs> I, I thought I had my mind made up watching it. So I watched it for the first time in quite a while. And I always, I think the answer, my answer to this question is the one where it's the, the Sandlot kids versus the little league kids. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know what you would call the scene, but just, just the game scene where um, they just destroy them. They just, those kids come in on their bikes and well, I guess, you know, there's the trash talking scene on the bikes right before, but then the next day they meet at the little league field and, there's just some upbeat music going on the whole time where the, and it's just a destruction of these kids who think they're superior. And I love that one. And you see all the kids, most of the movie, you only see Benny really at bat. Um, and so, and the movie makes the point, you know, the team is basically there to help Benny become better. Uh, and he gets, you know, he talks about with the ninth player, he gets to rotate another position. So it's all about Benny. But in that scene, everybody's up everybody's raking and uh it's just it's just a great scene so i think that's my answer but the the final scene you know, where, where benny's you know trying to run away from the beast you, you might not be able to top that yeah yeah the, i know I, I think i think the the scene where they're playing baseball against the other team is classic because one of my favorite parts is 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 ham who essentially yeah. is the one that they're they're instigating to play because he's like you know you got a fat kid on your team and, and right he, but him just sitting behind home plate, oh, just talking shit. He's just it's, like, you know, is that your sister out there who's <laughs> naked? You, know, you, you think you could, you think you can give me your phone number? He's just something like that, and he's just, yeah. he's like, I'm just trying to make conversation. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it's the best. But it comes so naturally to him too. I love that. It's it's not yeah, like it's not kid. forced, right? He's just a natural. You can tell he would be, you would want to get on his bad side because he could trash talk you to death. But he's yeah. just so good it comes out comes across so naturally in that scene for him yeah and all the yeah for sure and i'm a little well we can get into it i think probably a little later i'm a little surprised that none you don't really ever hear from any of these kids again in any other movies there a couple of them pop up here and there but for the most part you don't really hear about them never Um, yeah yeah Um, my i think mine would be when uh when squints kisses wendy that whole that whole pool scene it's just classic it's what i instantly think about for whatever reason when i think of that movie is uh is that, is that scene. It's just right. the music, um, kind of, we've all, I think all been there in that kind of early adolescence, almost like teenage angst. 
Yeah. Um, I think we can all, or at least I can, I think we, we can relate to that. So that, that, that makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Um, I love, I love the, every bit of it is good, but the line that gets me is when uh, yeah, yeah says, yeah, yeah. He looks pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> think Bertram after is like, he looks like a dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They're, I mean, they're worried, but the dialogue, they still pepper in some, yeah. you know, some humor and yeah. make it. And yeah. then I think Ham like has his shirt off and he's like flexing <laughs> as he's walking to fight with like the, the older girls. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to go into just kind of the best performance. Uh, this was a hard one for me because I think there's not like a standout person in the movie. Yeah. I think everybody, it's, it's really like just ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that I have uh, would be Patrick Renna as, as Ham, Hamilton Porter, the yeah. great Hambino. Um, like you said, he's just funny, effortlessly funny. Just uh, seems like a really witty kid at that time. Yep, yep. Um, Tony, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Gory, I guess. And it's Scott Smalls. Um, Tom, you mean Tom? Oh, did I say Tony? I meant Tom, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and then uh, Chauncey Leopardi, Leopardi as Squints. Squints, man. Yeah, or or just the whole team. So go ahead. Uh, or if Squints, you have anybody to add. I think Squints has more memorable moments. Um I think, I think I give it to Squints, even though Ham's right there. Uh, also, Ham just has so many good lines, and like we just said, it's it just comes across so well. But yeah. Squints, especially in the 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 treehouse scene, the the sleepover, and just his whole monologue about how the beast came to be and and all of that is just so good. So I think he's all his mannerisms, all these ticks that he has throughout the movie just get me. It's just so, I mean, it's, it's part of that's just nostalgia. I remember liking it a lot as, uh, as a kid, but even watching it this week again was, he's just the best. I yeah. like him the best. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think it's Squints. He has a, he has one line that gets me. He has a, obviously a, b- a bunch of lines, yeah. but he has one line that gets me when they're teasing him. And he's like, I got a lot on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just classic to me. He's, yeah. he's like the most adult out of all yep. of them, yep. which he's the smallest out of all mm-hmm. of them. That's um, right. Yeah, I think it's him. I think most people would say probably Ham because you like all the t-shirts that are out for this movie, yeah. everything, the killing me, you're killing me smalls. It's all him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But I think Squints. I think he's just, he kills it. He does. Um, I have the worst performance. I, I can't pick anybody, man. Nobody's particularly bad. I mean, for what movie it is, obviously they're not, you know, again, this isn't Shawshank Redemption. Right. It's a tongue in cheek, you know, coming of age movie. But I don't think anybody's particularly bad. Yeah. And all the bit, characters you know like the the guys on i guess the end of the bench on the team whatever you know there's a like, timmy and tommy those yeah. guys they don't serve much of a purpose beyond being you know the helping to fill out the team um yeah. so yeah they, they don't do enough to say ah oh, this is bad and and you i think you also take into account that kid actors typically aren't the strongest so you kind of grade on a curve maybe as well so to me i agree there's no there's no worse performance although I'll get back to Dennis Leary here. It's a good performance, and that's why it's you know it's like a, a villain who you hate. And I know you like him, so so maybe I'm the only one thinking this, but uh, he's just such a dick. I don't like him. I don't like him in this movie, and I didn't realize it. Maybe I realize it now. Like I've, as a parent, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you you can't treat a kid like that. He just wants to play catch. Even though even though I would be really happy to say sorry, you know, I can't play with you for a few hours because I want to do my own thing. Yeah every once in a while but um yeah i think it's it's not the worst performance it's a good performance but he's the least likable for me okay all right i hear you i hear you who's the, who's the, who's, who's I, uh, I the got, least likable character for you 
uh, least likable character. Um, I don't, again, I don't know that I have necessarily a least likable character. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that the kids on the kind of the end of the bench, like you said, Timmy and Tommy, you have like Bertram. Yeah. They're not given much to do. Right. You know, so they're just, again, they're just there to fill out so that they have nine players. You know, they're right. batting like seven, eight, nine. Right. You know, um, I, I enjoy Dennis Leary in this movie. I think his yeah. character, again, it was, would be, I don't want to say how I would be as a parent, but he's just, yeah. I can understand like where he's at. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't want to be bothered. Like True. this isn't his kid and he's just trying to get used to it. Like they're both trying to acclimate to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's a, a bad performance again. Right they're not no none of the kids are asked to do much again this isn't this isn't some some academy award winning film mm-hmm. but uh i think they're all good in what they're what they have to do true yeah um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go into a, a category that that you actually recommended which i appreciate mm-hmm. um who has the best nickname Man. Um, so i have i don't know five five people here so you have benny the jet yep uh, you have Smalls, which is that a really just a nickname? They're just calling him by his surname. So like, is that a nickname? Uh, just his last name. That's a good point. That's a good point. Although, I don't know. I, I, I've forgotten that. Obviously, his name's Scotty Smalls. But yeah. in the context of all the other nicknames, I just kind of threw it in there. For sure. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's it, it still feels like a nickname. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have Squints, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Squints Paladora. <laughs> um, you have Yeah Yeah. <laughs> which that's is just, good it's good. It's great. It's just weird that everything he says, he has to say, yeah, yeah, before. It. <laughs> um, and then you have ham who actually has two. He's ham and he's the, he's the great Hambino. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> man. So which one, what do you got, man? You might have to go with ham just because like you said, it's a double up. He's got the great Hambino, which for the context of the movie, you know, that being the hero of the, of the show and everybody <laughs> that they idolize so much that puts him on a, on another level in terms of, just how cool he is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think on its own, I don't know. There's so many squints is great. They're all so good. <laughs> they are. I, had, I, I mean, I, I know I mentioned this as a category, but I didn't really think about which one I'd, I would choose. I don't like ham on its own as much as some of the others, but the great ham Bino plus ham. Yeah. I'm not to go that. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. I think, I think ham just shortening, shortening, you know, cause his name's supposed to be Hamilton. Right. His first name, uh, shortening it to ham. And then he, he kind of looks like a ham. A little, yeah. bit, you know, a little bit of a heavier set kid, a little, little pale. Um, I think that's probably the best. Followed up by, I do, I like Squints, and I really like Yeah Yeah. Because it's yeah. just, who the hell has a nickname <laughs> Yeah Yeah? Like the kid has a, he has like a speech impediment that you just gave him a nickname for. Right, no, yeah. Come on, man. There's not a lot of empathy there amongst that team. Yeah, there's a, I always think of, there's a great line or a great scene in Goodfellas um, where they're walking through, I don't know if, when, when you've seen that or if you've seen it or yeah, last time, yeah. uh, they're walking through Lorraine Bracco and, uh, Ray Liotta are walking through the, to dinner and he's introducing them as he's going to sit down to like all the other gangsters that are there. And there's a right. guy named, I think it's like Tom, Tommy two time. And it's cause <laughs> yeah. he does everything two times. That's he's like, right. He's like, you got the papers, you got the papers. Like, it's just, <laughs> I always think of, yeah, yeah. is like yeah. this dude. I don't know why. Anyways. That's true. That's yeah. a good one. Um, so I have the, uh, for anybody who's listened to it, we, we named this next category after, uh, any actor who, who overacts in, in movies. Um, so for now it is the Nicholas Cage award for, for overacting. Um, and I only have one person and I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just what they were given. And it's Karen Allen as the mom, because she's just, she's going for it, going for like the cliche, uh, housewife. I mean, she, yeah. she hammers on, on Scott about just being a nerd. 
She's I like, know. That was brutal. <laughs> she's like, I don't care if you get good grades. I don't yeah. care if you're in here with your erector set. Like, mm. go get in trouble. Don't be a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want you to make a lot of friends. And that's not, that's something, that's a, that's a tough thing to put on a kid who just moved to a new town, especially. And who yeah, can't play baseball. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, and she, you know, very, stereotypical loving mom of that era i think maybe um she yeah you see she's trying to sell that a little bit <laughs> yeah that's, and that's, it, it, i don't think she's bad again i don't know that she's really overacting that much but she's it, watching it recently i just watched it like you did a couple days ago again mm-hmm. um she's the most i think it's it's unnatural like it's it's the most yeah. stereotypical kind of cookie cutter what you would expect yep yeah and especially given what we've seen her in and what we remember her for the most and yep. those roles where she was super independent yeah uh and a strong woman and here it's yeah so that that's that's a good point it does feel like she's selling it a bit more just because it feels so unnatural to see her in that type of role and it feels forced in some way yeah that's a good one cool uh so then i have the uh who did the most with the least amount of screen time um so we we talked about already so i've i've built uh dennis leary as the Uh uh as bill the stepdad yeah. Um, with James Earl Jones as Mr. Yeah. Myrtle. Mr. Myrtle. And Mr. Myrtle. And I don't have the name here, but it's it's just the dickhead kid who's like <laughs> the, the, the bully from the other team. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't That's really good, do much. <laughs> he doesn't, but he's he's memorable. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I have those. I have those three. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna go with Mr. Myrtle. I just James Earl Jones is one of my all time favorites in every role, <clears throat> and uh, he's just so good. I think he's it's what is it five minutes he's on screen yeah maybe but but it's uh i think also just because when i first watched the movie you're kind of terrified of what's what's in the yard and who who mr myrtle is and then you see this real big character with the booming voice and right and uh to me it just really resonated he was just just a really good really good character in a short amount of time I actually, I'm glad you said Mr. Myrtle because I have two questions. I have two follow-up questions about Mr. Let's Myrtle. Go. One, is he based on a real Negro League player? No. Which I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and it was weird because, I mean, I know, I think that the Negro League teams would play some of the Major League teams back then, but there's a photo of him with Babe Ruth and, and Lou Gehrig, right. which would have been early 30s. And clearly it was 1949 when Jackie Robinson 1947 when Jackie Robinson came in the league. So I wondered about that. Like, was that a, some kind of slip up in, in the movie where yeah. it looks like they're competing, you know, they're playing a, uh, like, I think he has a P on his Jersey. So I, maybe that it's meant to be a Negro league team. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, I don't think he's based on uh, a real player. I've never okay. heard that. All right. Um, and my follow up question to that is, is he just, is he a bad pet owner? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the he, worst. he's the worst, right? The beast yeah. is like, I get it. You're blind. I get yeah. it. Maybe it's, it's obviously a little more laxed in the sixties with your, with your, your animal rights. Yeah. But the beast is just like literally chained to a fucking post. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not, not by like, not by his doghouse. nothing in the oh. middle of the goddamn backyard. He's just locked up. Well, yeah, but he like dug a trench for him under the house. So what is underneath there besides a billion baseballs? Dead children? Yeah, apparently. I mean, Squint's, his grandpa tell, told you, man. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, gosh. What was his, that was a thing I hadn't noticed before. What was his grandpa's name? 
something Polidor, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> you can look it up while we're going. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, it made me laugh though when I heard it today. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll find it. But anyway, right. yeah, that's. Uh, He's a bad pet owner, right? A bad pet owner for sure. <laughs> All right. So mine, I mean, obviously it's going to be Dennis Leary. I've already, Mm -hmm. I've already, I've already told you. Uh, I just think, I think given what he's, he's asked to do, he makes me laugh um, Mm -hmm. again, just because I think I would feel similar um, to that. And then when he's just, he just gives Smalls the, the, the worst looks when he's just like, are you kidding? You can't throw the ball. And then he like, he like runs it back to him. And he he like rolls it to him and he's like, the fuck is going on? And then he has, (laughs) he has the great line where he's like, after he blows out his face, he's like, you gotta watch, you gotta watch the curve. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. So then we I go found, into, I, I found it. It's uh it's chief squidman Palidoris. Squidman. Squidman. Yeah. Forever. Um, it's like, also related to Squidward from SpongeBob. Yeah. That's funny, man. It's squidman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, best musical sequence. I don't know that this movie has one particular sequence that you're like, all right, that's what I love. I, the, I do. You do. Yep. Go for it. When it's the, the night game, the one night game a year, oh. and there's, there's a block party, it's 4th of July, and fireworks are going in the air, and, and uh, America the Beautiful with Ray, by Ray Charles is, is going over all of it, playing over all of it. At, from the first time I saw it, I thought, and I knew who Ray Charles was as a kid, but since then I was like, man, Ray Charles is the shit. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a. I, I was gonna put that in the in the scenes in the most memorable scenes, but it was just getting oh, yeah. long. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I remember that scene being as a kid. I was like, oh man, can you really do that? Can you play yeah. baseball at night with, <laughs> with fireworks? Um, but yeah, Ray Charles, that that rendition of America the Beautiful mm-hmm. is is pretty strong. Yep, I think overall this movie just has a a pretty rock solid soundtrack and score. Cause it just, yeah. it harkens back to like that. It's Americana. Yeah. Like the sixties, right. that music is all great. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there goes so my baby. Good. Yeah. yeah. The, the America, the beautiful, like all those are great. Yep. Now, that's one you, of the, that's one of the things I like best in this movie is, is just the soundtrack and yeah. every, every scene, not every scene, but most of the key scenes have great music to go with it and makes the movie so much stronger. Yeah. And they don't really, it's not really scored. They're borrowing, you know, it's yeah. actual, it's actual, you know, pieces of music opposed to someone creating an original score, which I thought was interesting. Similar yep. to how Forrest Gump is like Forrest yeah. Gump has an amazing soundtrack. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think that's what also lends it so well or lends it so well to that movie where, you know, that soundtrack became a massive, massive selling mm-hmm. soundtrack. I'm sure that the next year, Robert Zemeckis said, Hey man, I'm going to do with these, with this, uh, Sand- yeah. What's David Mickey Evans did with the Sandlot. I'm going to take a page out of his book. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up in, in uh, Robert Zemeckis's, uh, you know, farewell speech to Hollywood. He's going to say he owes everything to David Mickey Evans. He's going to say, "Hey, I made uh, Back to the Future and <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit." But you know who is really influential? Yeah. That one guy. <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> oh man! All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I have uh, things that don't hold up well today. Okay. So I have a uh, kids kids chewing tobacco. Okay. Yeah, not, not strong. Um, kids actually playing outside, also good. That's a good one. Doesn't really happen. And yeah. pinch runners stealing home base. <laughs> <laughs> All three of those are good choices. I'm gonna go off the board and say, uh, kissing somebody in public who doesn't want to be kissed. 
that especially in this year correct uh bad yeah so which yeah. as a kid and I'm, i know they kind of do it innocently and and they get married and have nine kids correct. so it all works out but i don't think it's the right you know it's not the right tone in 2018 no yeah, yeah. No, I would agree. And especially because he's like, they're like, have you been planning that? And he's like, I've been planning that for years. <laughs> for years. Yeah. <laughs> like is Squints, I mean, is she, is, is Wendy under a little bit of like Stockholm syndrome? Gotta be, man. <laughs> yep. Or no, it wouldn't be Stockholm syndrome. What is it? The, uh, when, uh, I, I guess it could be Stockholm syndrome. I'm thinking of, of what it is when you're, when your nurse falls, when the nurse falls in love with the, uh, the patient, yeah. uh, Florence, Florence Nightingale effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so are you saying Squints is like, potentially like a date rape guy like started the me too movement yeah i'm not not happy about this i know man i mean but but she am i mean she she fell for him a few minutes later you know she gives that cute little wave so in in that era this it was fine but i think they you know that might be frowned upon if if uh these days a movie celebrates agreed yeah agreed i was actually going to ask you if squints has rock solid game but you're you're going, you're going the opposite way, which I, I think now I kind of agree with you. I mean, I'd say he's a little too aggressive, but it works. So rock solid could be yeah. could be the right word for it. What is the uh, what is the what is the uh, the motto or the saying? Shoot your shot. Like <laughs> shoot your shot, man. Yeah. Um, I think all of those things don't hold up well. So yeah, um, That's a good uh, kids chewing tobacco, which obviously they have. We'll get into it in a in a in a little bit. They have a lot of consequences for that. They do. Um, but. Uh, kids playing outside to me is like it just strikes me like right there that's one of the the yeah. things that don't hold up well because i just don't ever see kids outside anymore that's um, a good point especially yeah. on their own like where he's you know he's uh he's what he's ele- like mom. 11 yeah they're gonna be 11 or 12 and he's like mom i'm going out with no you know and which is how i did it growing up too you just I, my parents probably didn't know where we were 90 percent of every day and it was fine but now yeah that wouldn't fly for sure i mean we were we were taking left-hand turns in the, in the 88 tempo at like, I don't know, too fast. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. 88 tempo. Yeah. Greatest car ever. It was. <laughs> my face at the windshield. It was more than your face. I think it was like your whole torso. It probably was. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Some inside uh, jokes for a public podcast. But... Yeah. I don't, nobody's listening. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, all right, so then we're going to go into things that that hold up well today. Like so, so it could happen mm-hmm. in a movie now, and you're just like, all right, that works. Um, baseball. I don't think. I mean, they make baseball look pretty glamorous. Yeah. Uh, just that, that you know, it's it's America's pastime at that point. Right. Uh, it's probably the '60s is probably I would think one of the strongest eras for baseball. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and then just the overall story of just coming of age. I think it's 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 a movie recipe that's been made yeah. you know hundreds and hundreds probably thousands of times the jokes still work oh yeah they do yeah because they're not over the top there's nothing that's you know like homophobic or right. racial there's the one that you know that you you play baseball like a girl yeah yeah which is a little probably a little much um but overall yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's i think the jokes hold up pretty well yeah and then yeah. the 60s they they paint a pretty a pretty picture of the 60s opposed mm-hmm. to some of the other social things that were going on in the 60s right um, but they make it look look well, and they have you know some. Uh, there's just it seems good, you know. It, it does. does. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They have, they have yeah. Diversity on the team, like it just seems like maybe the best part of the '60s, opposed to to the to the not so good part. 
Yeah, I think the only reference you get to the '60s as they really were were uh, when they talk about Bertram, and you know, he got really into the '60s, and nobody ever heard from him again. Yeah. But you're right; it's 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 an innocent movie. It's a great coming of age story. I think all those. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick one from that that list, but um, there is still so much that works well, and I think that's why it's still such a great movie. And I I had wondered how many times I'd seen this movie when you said you wanted to discuss this one. It's like, yeah, of course I know the Sandlot, but I don't know if I, I know I hadn't watched it in about a decade. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's been a while, but then as it's going, you know, the very first scenes I'm, I'm like reciting in my head every yeah. line. So I'm like, okay, I've seen this movie. I just had forgotten how many times I'd seen it over the you know first 15 years or so yeah. that it had been out. But um, yeah, the movie works so well on so many levels still. I don't think anything really lost its luster. Um, and that kind of surprised me. Uh, just because movies do, especially from that era, but they do they do the '60s really well. It's a great coming of age story, um, and like you said, you know the baseball. I think the thing for me, having played baseball and loving baseball my whole life, they picked kids who can play baseball, which is one of the big cardinal sins of most sports or a lot of sports movies. Is it's such a secondary element that they right. don't even care. They they cast the movie without even saying, okay, do you have any skills or you cast somebody who can't do a certain thing and then you, they just go through training for six weeks and it just looks so unnatural. Um, but from the very opening scene where Benny hits the ball, they're in some park, uh, I think they're at school. Field. Yeah. yeah. It's probably school. Yeah. And he just jacks one for, you know, the first thing you see and it's like, damn, you know, that's this kid would be a star baseball player. And then everybody on the team, even Timmy and Tommy, everybody is just a baseball player. So, so that's, they cast it so well from that perspective. And to me, as someone who loves baseball, that's, that's important. So I really like that. And it still holds up well. Yeah, no, you may, uh, that's a great point. I think baseball is probably the, the easiest sport to lend a filming. Um, True. but I, but I think they, you can still, there's, there's plenty of movies that don't do it well. Um, there's stories about, I forget what movie it was, a uh, like summer's catch or whatever with Freddie Prince oh, jr. Yeah. Where yeah. they would have to cut away from him cause he literally couldn't pitch and he was cast uh. as a pitcher. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, you, you watch this and they are all, I mean, obviously they're not supposed to be at their peak athletic powers, right, but they're right. all naturally still decent at it. Mm -hmm. You know, where you watch some like varsity blues, for instance, and, and I enjoy varsity blues a lot, but the football scenes are not good. Right. Uh, you watch things like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they're playing basketball. Yeah. Or I just watched, uh, Nicolette had never watched Teen Wolf before. So we watched oh, Teen Wolf the other day and the basketball scenes are atrocious. The, that's probably the worst. <laughs> it's, it's not a sports movie, but Isn't where it? there is. Is it not? I mean, it kind of is. I guess it is. <laughs> but even, even if it's not a sports movie, it's the worst sports has ever looked in a movie ever, probably. <clears throat> Michael J. Fox is shooting free throws jumping. <laughs> hey man shoot your shot dude squints but, shoot your shot yep but yeah every like uh de nunez you know the pitcher um in in this movie's he looks like yeah this this kid would be a pitcher yeah. and ham when he's up when he's hitting every in that in that game scene where they're playing the little league squad everybody comes up to bat and you're like yeah okay that's how you swing a bat and that's how you throw the ball so i've just i've, I've liked that part of it yeah, no, no, it's it. Again, I think that's probably what holds up the best for me is baseball. Just overall, mm -hmm. I mean, they they make it seem, I think, much more fun than it is. As someone who's not yeah. love baseball, um, I think I enjoy baseball, but I think they make it look really fun. Yeah. Well, did you play baseball? Did you watch baseball more than you played it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I stopped playing baseball at an early age and started playing other sports. So yeah, yeah. But I think that another thing that they do really well is just that camaraderie. Like yeah, that team. True. You know, they're always together. They enjoy being around each other. I think that yeah. that's that's something that we probably all miss as adults who don't. You know, obviously aren't lucky enough to be professional athletes. Yeah. Like I know I I've missed that. Mm-hmm. No kidding. All right, so uh, <laughs> we go into my my favorite category of of all of them is a uh, mm-hmm. most memorable line so what's the best line of the movie and this movie has a ton of them there's so many there's so many um so <laughs> there's a great under it's understated it's right at the beginning when they're talking about bringing uh bringing scott smalls to play and yeah mm-hmm. yeah it just says uh so does my sister, but I don't bring her. <laughs> when they're talking about like he makes nine and he yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So does my sister, but I don't bring her. Um just it makes me laugh right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh then you have uh <laughs> Squints, uh the kid is an L seven weenie. <laughs> which I was trying to explain to my wife what that means. And obviously when you put your fingers together in an L and a seven, it makes a square. So the square, kid's a square, right. which yeah. I don't know. Over over her head? Yeah, I guess. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> and then you have a uh, squints again where, you know, forever. Yeah. Oh, which man. is classic when he's talking about what's his name? What's his name again? It's Squidman. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have, obviously you're killing me smalls. Killing smalls yep. 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 Um, you have <laughs> another low key. One of my favorite is a, uh, yeah, yeah. He was perving a dish, <laughs> which, <laughs> Uh, the internet version or the internet explanation of perving a dish for anybody who doesn't know is the act of oogle or ogling over a hot woman and getting a bit of a woody. Oh gosh, <laughs> man, they took that a, a step above I, what I was expecting. Yeah, man, yeah. straight off the internet. It's a di- internet's a dark place, dude. It is. Dark is that place. Urban Dictionary? That is Urban Dictionary. Yes. You gotta be careful with Urban Dictionary sometimes. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean, we're not kid friendly here on this podcast, man. That's true. Not kid friendly. Indy will not listen to this one. Well, okay. well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, maybe the best line of the whole movie: um, "Heroes get remembered, but legends never die." That's the babe. That's the babe, man. What do you got? Anything? I think you're killing me, Smalls. Is it? There's just I exaggerate, and I I'm, I'm big on hyperbole, so I say things that aren't true and pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but I going through this movie, I think there are literally some of the most iconic lines from American movies in our generation. There's a, a bunch of them. That's one of them. You know, the, there's just a bunch. There's yeah. so many good lines in this. And I think at least for coming of age type of movies, this is probably the most, at least one of the most quotable movies there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Killing Smalls is my favorite. Just uh, it works in every situation in life, pretty much. Yeah. You could use it 10 times a day and it would apply really well. So I, that's my choice. What are I, you going with? I, for pop culture and again, for something that's associated with this movie that people have taken to another level, it's your killing mm-hmm. smalls. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, it's everywhere. Like you said, people say it. I hear it all, all the time. I might hear it daily. Right. Like it's all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my favorite though is, uh, is the kids in L7 weenie just cause I, I use that still sometimes when I'm making fun of yeah. people. Um, but it's, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you're killing me smalls. Is and it, have you been calling Nicolette that for a long time, and it's just gone over her head, and she she doesn't know what it means, and you're just telling her she's a nerd, and she hasn't gotten it because that's pretty messed up. Uh, no comment. Um. No comment. There's one more that I yeah. I say it yeah. quite a bit, not quite a bit, but I've I've said it a lot over the years, and 
I don't know if anybody ever knows what it's from, but it's uh, it's where Benny says, "Base up, blockheads." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. After the, after the scene, uh, they don't. It's it's the scene where right after he says he's in 07 when he says, "Man, base up, you blockheads." Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. Uh, he's low key yeah. probably my favorite, my least favorite person in this movie. Really? Yeah, Benny. Yeah, I don't know why. If why? Just, what? I think because there's just not. He doesn't really have any any. There's like no edges to him so to speak it's just he's pretty cookie cutter you know the the all-american kind of just good guy in the movie you know he's he's clearly there's not a lot going on you know well it's true he's like a cookie cutter and he's pretty vanilla you know he's not um he doesn't do anything controversial he just does everything but that's the thing is i was thinking he might be like the the most idealistic character one of one of them, at least in these these types of coming of age movies from our era, one of the be- one of the most idealistic characters ever. He's he's he stands up for Smalls, right. so he's like the anti bully. Right. He's he's like the ultimate kid to look up to because he's a star athlete. He's cool. Everybody thinks he's cool. He's kind. Yeah. He's a leader of the team. He's uh, if you know if you every girl you went to school with probably mentioned also how how hot they thought he was. He's right. this good looking kid. Yeah. Um, he pays for everyone's tickets at the carnival. He jumps over a fence to to get a ball to save his friend with this killer dog on the other side of it. He does everything. He does everything. He's like the greatest character. I mean, I don't like him more than all these characters, but in terms of values that you would put, you would, you could possibly stick on a movie character and a, and a kid at that age. He's like the greatest kid, and maybe that maybe it's, it's just super unbelievable that a kid could be all those things. <laughs> but but it's just. Um, it's like, man, this guy does everything and every, he's like the, if you could make, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He's just, I, I know what you're just, saying though. He's the most admirable. Obviously he's the person that you want your kid to look up to or mold them mm-hmm. after. I'm When I say he's my least favorite, he just, he's kind of boring to me, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not like I that dislike him. Um, he mm-hmm. also, you know, he plays front line for the mighty ducks, right? In, he in does. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten. That. Yeah. He's the figure skater. Uh, who can't stop? Um, Wait, is that him? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he's a figure. Oh wow, or a speed skater or something. He's the one who who skates really fast in, in Mighty Ducks two and can't stop. Uh, wow. Yeah, he he's it's again he's cool. I think that the movie and I was going to ask you this: who who is the movie about? Because for me, it's it's the person who has the most evolution. The character that evolves the most is is Smalls. Yeah, um, and you see him obviously as an adult, and he evolves from you know, what they consider a nerd to then, you know, becoming popular and having these friends and, mm-hmm. and kind of finding his niche in life. And then obviously him and Benny have a lifelong friendship clearly. Um, right. But I think the movie's more about smalls than, than anybody else. Yeah, that's true. It is, you know, it's, um, you know, it's just him becoming a neighborhood kid and being welcomed and being kind of judged on his, on his own merit. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah. I think it's about him. Yeah, even though Benny is, of course, a very central figure, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a movie about Smalls, I'd say. All right. As a kid, what what uh what character do you think you most associated yourself with? Man, I was so good at everything. I was Benny. <laughs> you <were> not Benny. <laughs> uh, okay, you're more of like a uh, Timmy or Tommy, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who repeated everything my brother said because I couldn't have a mind of my own. That's actually kind of true. Oh yeah, no. Um, who I identified with the most? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't think I'm like any of them. Um, I was super funny, like squints. <laughs> I don't know. I think I like squints the most. Okay. So, but I don't know that I have a personality like him. Yeah. Like he did. Yeah. For me, it would be squints just because the girl crazy thing. For, oh, yeah. Yeah. The sexual assault. Well, easy killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right cool Can, uh i want to real quick talk about um the scene where they go to the carnival yeah i can't watch that scene why i, you get I can't handle the vomit i literally really? skip it every single time i hate that scene <laughs> every uh, single time it's so fake though it doesn't it look, doesn't matter really no. bodily i mean bodily fluids and vomiting I can, i'll pass i mean the problem is they're so stupid they're not i mean i think you see ham or uh oh gosh what's his name bertram what's the, bertram yeah you see them spit but other than that they, they just assume they're all swallowing the the what they're supposed to be spitting out yeah. and so pair that with a spinny spinny machine right. you know right that's 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 messy all right yeah no it, i can't deal with it I, it's it gets skipped every single time <laughs> that's a bad <laughs> that's, that's a weak stomach but you go what is it just the vomit or is it yeah, just I, can't I just don't like it. Vomit. It's not like I, it's going to make me vomit, but I'm just not, I just don't enjoy watching people vomit on film, even if it's fake. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where do you think this, and this is, again, something that you brought up um, and something I was thinking of as well. Uh, where do you think this, this kind of falls within like the pantheon of sports movies? It's up there. And I wouldn't have said that you know, before this week, I've, 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 I know it's a good movie. I knew, I've always known it's a good movie, right. but um, having not seen it in 10 years or whatever, it just holds up so well and it's so good. I, it's got to be one of the top 10 for me at least. And and I have my own kind of criteria for judging what I think are best movies yeah, or yeah. movies I like most. And so part of that is, you know, things like quotability or something you can rewatch a bunch of times. So that, that factors in and, uh, in terms of like, wow, this is a great piece of cinema. It's not, you know, it's not that. But most sports movies aren't anyway. Um, but I think it's it's one of the ten best sports movies. Uh, and I think there's a lot of really good baseball movies that, for me at least, and I think that's probably because I'm I'm a baseball fan big time. Um, most of my favorite sports movies and the ones I think are the best sports movies are baseball movies like Major League and oh, Bull man. Durham, okay. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Are you not a Major League fan? No, I love Major League. Okay, I, yeah, I, I think... like Major League too as well. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I don't it's, think it's it's, it's great, but I it's fine. Like it makes me laugh. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I think Major League for me, it's my favorite, and I think the best sports movie of all, movie of all time. And Major League Two is a funny one, also. I think if I was if I was going to say what my favorite baseball movie was, you know, in particular, it'd probably mm-hmm. be A League of Their Own. That's a good one. I, and yep. it's it, I don't even know if it's necessarily because of baseball. Uh, everybody, yeah. it's just a great movie. I. I genuinely love that movie um yeah. if i was gonna say what's kind of my favorite sports movie um it's kind of a random one i love white uh white man can't jump oh yeah uh, low it's a super underrated i don't know that yeah. i don't know where you can find it anymore it's not like on any of the streaming services true also a movie that ha- that has great basketball in it, it has like legitimate it basketball in it um, yeah 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 woody can play i mean i, I think yeah. that's part of the that's the greatness that movie is you know the white man can't jump so you're assuming you know, this white guy can't play this white yeah. guy can't do anything and he's good yeah they all actually can play like you could see like woody harrelson being like luka Doncic, you know what i'm saying like, yeah, yeah. like, right. like a not super athletic wing player but like can actually yeah. get it maybe not luka 
maybe like a like a JJ, like JJ Redick okay. or something. Yeah, he's a JJ. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a great that's a great movie. Okay. And great, then, great movie in general, great sports movie yeah. too. And then like Rudy, obviously, is like kind of quintessential, mm-hmm. you know, movie. And then Rocky, like those are some of my favorite. So. Yeah. Yeah, as you list, I mean, hadn't considered Rocky. Yeah, obviously a sports movie though. Um, but that's yeah. So Sandlot's it's near my top ten in terms of best sports movies yeah. ever. I didn't I didn't jot it out, but it's a really good movie. And I I'd always known it was good. I'd always and I knew I always loved it. But watching it again, it's man, it's a good movie. And it it doesn't it hasn't lost anything yeah. at all really. I think it's definitely it. It might be the one of you know, only one of its kind of a, of a sports, like kind of coming of age movie. I mean, I know there's like rookie of the year, you know, there's angels yeah. in the outfield, things like that, but that's more of a like situational where this is mm-hmm. really like kids being kids and kind of right. finding their niche and, and, and coming of age together. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little different. Yeah. And there, there were a lot in that little span of three, four, five years, whatever of youth, you know, baseball movies with kids. And so there's rookie of the year, like you said, um well, this one what was the one uh, with griffey in it little big league little which, big, where um, he own, what, doesn't he own or is he the manager of the twins the kid i think his grandpa was the owner and the grandpa dies i don't know somehow the kid becomes the manager yeah. his 12 year old is the manager of a major league baseball team and takes them to the cusp of the playoffs and right. the king griffey jr the greatest athlete in the history of america ruins it <laughs> um and he brings does I he bring back a home run yeah, he hits one in like the seventh inning, and then he robs one to win the game. And all these Twins fans are so sad, and I was so happy. Um, Clearly, it's fictional because Griffey. I mean, isn't it in the playoffs? And you know, we all know what Griff did in the playoffs. Man, this is about to take a wrong turn. <laughs> but um, it's a good. I think I haven't seen that one in fifteen years, twenty years. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think you know, there's good baseball played in it because they use real major leaguers. Right, right. So they're. That's a good movie in a lot of ways, but The Sandlot compared to there's another one I was just oh well you said Angels in the Outfield Rookie of the Year yeah. Little Big League this one this is just on a different plane yeah and they're just so much better I do it, I do enjoy Rookie of the Year I think more because I enjoy Daniel Stern as like the pitching yeah. coach <laughs> right but then it's got Nick Nolte in it so it takes like a real right. no not Nick Nolte um, Gary Busey it takes like a real left turn when Gary Busey's like <laughs> the old salty veteran on the staff and you're like dude Gary Busey's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah that's that's a good movie i haven't seen that one in a long time yeah, either no, gotta, gotta... It, it was actually i had started it you know one of the cool things about being having a kid is there's all these great movies you want them to watch right. and i have a daughter also she's one she doesn't watch movies so that's why she, I'm, I'm singling <laughs> indy out here he's not my only kid obviously but um but he's your favorite no he's my favorite son <laughs> he's my favorite son Fair enough. um but he's able to watch some of the movies that I loved growing up and he just watched star Wars the other week. And, uh, and I started to watch rookie of the year with him and he just said, he, he just wasn't into it at all. Yeah. And so we turned it off after 10 minutes and I was kind of loved him a little bit less after that. Yeah, I mean, he's got no taste. So right. it, it, hopefully he'll develop it, but I mean, he's, he's, on his own, so. he's naturally kind of a contrarian though, right? Like he just wants to, Very much. whatever you like, he just wants to push your buttons and not like, I mean, that's the natural kid thing, right? I never did that. Did you do that? I don't remember. Probably. I don't know. Probably. Long you time. Would. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I like I Dennis Leary. The there step, you go. Yeah. The stepdad's the best. The stepdad, yeah, who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't care to be around his new stepson. Um what would you rather have a Babe Ruth sign ball or a Murderer's Row sign ball? Now, granted, the Murderer's Row ball is gonna have Babe Ruth on it. Yeah. 
but what would you rather have? Because this comes up. It does. And you might be the one to answer this given your memorabilia collection and how long you've, yeah. you know, you, you are the expert really, I get, or whatever. I'm not it's, talking it's, about it's, monetary value because monetary value would be obviously everybody on it. But is there, because I mean, you're a Yankees fan, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, is there, <laughs> is there, I guess you'd have, you'd have to pick Murderer's Row. Like in the history of baseball, Murderer's Row is like, is, you know, you can't not know about Murderer's Row, right. 27 Yankees. So, I think that, but I maybe it's because I I I would like to have a lot of money. I'm thinking <laughs> of it in monetary value. So you think that ball would be worth significantly more than just a Babe Ruth signed one? Yeah, yeah because yeah. there are fewer of them in circulation, or Correct. what? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, obviously. But apparently, if you're James Earl Jones, you can just smell it. <laughs> right? Doesn't he lick it too? I don't think he licked it. I but thought he, he licked it. his fingers or something. Is he had a weird vibe going on, man? He's a little weird, but I still like him. No, he's, I mean, he's James Earl Jones. I mean, he's right. Vader, he's Mufasa. Like, he's, <laughs> Man. yeah. Yeah. I mean, Has there been, if you, I'm going to have to IMDb him. Obviously, I know what he's been in, but in terms of the roles he's had, it's hard to beat just those, like, name a person in movie history who has had two better, more iconic roles than Darth, Effing Vader, and Mufasa. Can you? Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, okay, and Han Solo. Right, okay. I'm just throwing... <laughs> you named the one. <laughs> yeah. There can't be more than two or three who can beat that. I, what I would what not... what I would say to to actually further that is is there anybody in the history of Hollywood who's had a more uh, identifiable or distinguishable voice? Not even close. Like it's him or Morgan Freeman, I would think, because Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And there's a little bit of like there's a Orson Welles. You know, everybody has said he has a specific voice, but. I mean, now we're, we're going back quite a bit, but I, I it's got to yeah. be, it's James Earl, right? Man. I mean, it's fucking Darth Vader. I think so. And he was on, I mean, I know Morgan Freeman does commercials now too, but James Earl Jones was this voice of, was it AT&T or somebody? And yeah, he did. Yeah. I can't remember who it was either, but he had some, something he was doing. Um, he was a spokesperson for one of those. And and James Earl Jones was King Jaffe Joffer from coming to america oh, man. man he was so good i forgot about coming do we should do a coming to america pod i that might be the funniest movie of our childhood it's up there wasn't it's so wasn't he in one of the conans too oh i think he's the villain in the I first conan right. <laughs> i think you're right i have probably haven't thought about that in decades but you're probably right but yeah coming to america what is that velvet <laughs> it's a fucking lion uh, um Uh, all right uh so again something else you you brought up that that i wanted to talk about because it was an interesting take on it is a pf flyers man which are an actual shoe i didn't really yeah yeah you can buy those my buddy who has a a shop in uh in long beach sells pf flyers they're like the the american made version of converse because they're american made yeah um but yeah so so my question is was it an actual shoe or was it created for this movie that is now an actual shoe? That is a great question. I don't know. You should, you should have looked it up. You, you run this podcast. Bro, dude, I don't, I'm coasting. People don't come with shoe questions a lot, man. That's a great <laughs> question. I should have I should have looked that up. Man. Yeah. Um, you just want to take over? <laughs> I might. <laughs> I, can't, I can't trust you to do a good sure, job. Sure, But that's, I mean, I know watching the movie, they build it up so much. You know, he's, Benny's going to jump over the fence to get the ball from yeah. the beast. And he brings the box. He's not just coming. He doesn't just come in the new no. shoes. He brings the box. And so, and then he laces them up and, and he 
you know, Smalls, the narrator talks about, you know, he's, yeah. he's got these PF flyers proven to make you run faster and jump higher. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And so in my mind as a kid, I'm like, damn, those are sweet. <laughs> and so, and since then, you know, I, I, and so my, I think what I mentioned to you earlier was, you know, what, and I don't know any, if there's an answer to this question, but it seemed like would, could this have been along with the Jordans in the early, in the mid to late eighties, part of like the earliest, you know, like the early stages of the shoe culture that is so huge yep. and it has become huge because it, for me, I made me think I want those shoes, yeah. you know, the same way it's gotta be the shoes. Maybe one Jordan right. with, with spike and, and, and those commercials. So it was interesting. I, I'd never thought of it that way, but yeah, I still want them. The, it's funny you mentioned that because the, him bringing the box and opening it, because like, you know, I still go pay, go play pickup uh, basketball at gyms mm-hmm. and dudes yeah. will bring in, like everybody comes in in slides, you know, like flip <laughs> yeah. always have their, their shoes in their bag. Like you don't what? wear them outside, man. You just wear them in there and they On right the back in. <laughs> um, and I've even started adopting that because like, God forbid, I'm already the oldest guy out there. Of like course. I can't, I can't be the guy who's coming in in his sneakers, like right off the street. They're all scuffed up. Yeah. 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 But, uh, the only other shoe I can remember doing that. And that's, that's a good point is the Jordans with, uh, with Mars. Wasn't that Spike Lee's yeah, name? Mars was, Mars? Yeah. was, uh, I remember the pumps. Oh yeah. And you would like pump them up and it actually made your shoe get tighter. Yeah. <laughs> but you were like, Dude. this shit's going to make me jump harder, higher, yeah. faster, everything. Yep. Man, those were the, uh, even more than the Jordans. Yeah. I wanted the pump shoes, yeah. the Reebok pumps, and they were the coolest thing. Yeah. D Brown, man. D Brown, that's right. I was, yeah. couldn't think of his name. Yep. Yeah, he pumped him up before doing the little lean in with his. Yeah, covering his face. Covering his face. Yeah. I think I did that to you at Van Horn. I think you couldn't, you couldn't dunk on me now or ever. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but those shoes, yeah, that, and I wonder when did those come out? Because, uh, Let's see, 1989. Um, Talking about D Brown. Well, no, the pump itself. The the pump. Uh, the pumps were shoes. the pumps were. I want to say probably a little earlier than than Sandlot, but early 90s. Yeah. Probably like 90, 91, something like that. It it says here 89. Okay. I already got it. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. let me let me answer oh. the question. Oh. Yeah, 1989. So um, November 24th. So just after you turned eight, and you didn't get these shoes for your birthday, <laughs> um, but. These were, yeah, so four years before the movie. But yeah, this would have been, like you said, you know, this kind of preceded the PF Flyers. But I think for kids, the Jordans, the pumps, that's, and there were other shoes. I, yeah. I don't know when the, the, the Penny, you know, Shaq had his shoe coming out after that. But um, yeah, I think the PF Flyer was one of the first, one of the first times where I really recognized people's shoes and wanting shoes right. because of their in you know, the media that I'm watching. So, and it made me laugh too. watching it is all the kids are wearing Converse with the exception yeah. of Benny. Benny's wearing PF flyers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's funny. All right. Um, so one more thing before, before we end uh, in the, I have two more questions, but I want to go through this one a little bit. Yep. So they, they tell you at the end kind of what happened to the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a couple qu- questions within that. Did Bertram die? Is he dead? He's dead, right? He got into the Man. 60s. He's dead, right? If I say nobody ever heard from him yeah. again, I don't. I think they would have heard about a funeral, probably. So I don't know. Yeah, would you? In the maybe 60s? Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, yeah. Maybe. 60s were a wild time from what I hear. Hanging out with, is he hanging out with Forrest? <laughs> he must be. Yeah, he's at that party with, 
with Jenny and her boyfriend. Say, he's hanging out with fucking Jenny, the, the yeah. biggest villain of of cinematic history. Wow, that's a bold claim. She's the worst, bro. She's she's preying on a mentally disabled that's man true. who ends up being wealthy and being like, "I got AIDS. Here's your kid. I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say I'm out. She died. Is that what you mean by out? Yeah, I mean I'm. I'm look, I'm. It's the Cliff Notes version. Okay, that's true. That's one way of putting it. But yes, she's bad. But yeah, Bertram, you kind of think he's not doing well, whatever he's doing. No. So he's either dead or he's sadly homeless yeah. and we shouldn't be laughing about no. it. I guess no, be mental, mental, mental illness is not something to laugh about, Tyler. Nope. <laughs> okay. um, My bad. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have four. I want to read these to you. You tell me who had the best after experience like whose life okay. was the best after sandlot okay okay squints had nine kids with wendy and they owned the the pharmacy mm-hmm. okay. okay uh ham became a wrestler and then you know better <laughs> known as the great hambino yeah okay um smalls is the the local play-by-play guy on radio for the dodgers because obviously it's not it's not he's not the well no he can't even be the local because isn't the local uh um Vin? yeah the greatest of all time yeah <laughs> But it's probably have yeah, one. So, Maybe they just get him a booth and he just like talks to his mom. Yeah, I'm gonna say who's he talking to? Anyways. Yeah. Um and then you have Benny, a pinch runner, and then majors. <laughs> pinch runner. Who's still probably making a pretty good pretty good killing. Yeah, I mean in the early what well, what well, we say that like, was probably the eighties. Yeah, it's well good. no, it couldn't no it couldn't have been it had to, shit, that's a good question because No, the timeline doesn't there, the timeline doesn't match up, dude. I've already tried. <laughs> Jeez, that's terrible. Because he's he's um, he's ideally like twelve in the sixties, sixty-two. Yeah. Let's say he has a okay, so he's eighteen, he's sixty-eight, and then he has a twenty-year career. I guess I mean it could be. Yeah, he could be in his but, in his early thirties in the in the early nineties, right? No, no, no. In the in the late eighties, yeah, he could have been. I guess it could but be. That that means he had a. I mean, they did say he lost the steps. Maybe he was a good player who now is on the back end and they just need for, but you don't put a end of his career guy to pinch run in a, in a game of giants, giants versus Dodgers. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at least they, at least they beat the giants. They did. But so I'm going to go with, man, I mean, we kind of demeaned what Scotty's doing. Who's he talking to? Yeah. If Ben Scully's <laughs> the play by play guy, that would be the job I like the most of the, I mean, of, right. That's a, that would be a great job to have. But I'm gonna go with Squints, man. He's got he's got the girl, yeah. who you know it sounds like true love. Yep. Although they have nine kids, yeah, that's rough. And it did <laughs> just start off on a whole like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, but I'll go with that one. I mean, if you have nine kids and you're married to the person you've loved for all these years, you're happy. So oh, I'll man. go with that. What a so- gotta... softy. I know, I know. But that's the right answer. That is the right answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We didn't even talk about Ham, though. Dude is a professional wrestler. <laughs> and he says you would know him. Yeah. That doesn't usually end well with wrestlers. So, no. so you're either, you know, you unfortunately die or you mm. end up being like a racist or he could <laughs> end up being the rock. That's true. So, man, maybe it's low key. It, it might be Ham. That's Ham. <laughs> but Squints, I think Squints is the right answer. <laughs> That's a good one. But Ham, I mean, I guess. And, and think of how much we loved Although this would have been like 1970s wrestling, which was really, <laughs> really bad. But uh, like late 80s, remember how much I loved Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man. Ultimate and, Warrior? And Ultimate Warrior was the greatest of all. Dude, goat. <laughs> yeah, literally. Dude, greatest of all time. Is he dead? He is. Did he die? I think he's still alive. No, he died. 
God rest his soul. Yeah, he died. <laughs> I think he went through yeah. a whole, like real like homophobic and racist thing towards the end too. So really, we don't want to say that. Anyways, maybe Andre the Giant. Yeah. Did you watch that documentary? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if maybe Han grew up to be like Andre the Giant and got to be the Princess Bride, so he I'm gonna. Have to... We should all be so lucky. Yes. Also, one of the great. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. That's so good. Another another one that I own, like The Sandlot, that I haven't watched in a decade or so. More probably even it's been a long time yeah. since I've seen that movie, and it's such a good movie every time. You got to show that to the kids, man. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, man. So this is a last question, and this is you know this is how we end all of them. Sandlot, underrated, overrated, properly rated. Um, I think people our age have always loved it and appreciated it for being really good, like legitimately a good movie for a lot of reasons. So I think it's kind of properly rated. It's certainly not overrated. And if anybody says it, I've got some, (laughs) some right hooks. Okay. But uh, I think it's properly rated just because I've not ever, I never heard anybody say um, that it's, that it's not good. Yeah. I've only, I've only talked to people who say, that you know that they like it what do you think i think it's properly rated um for where it's at i think uh based on my own beliefs kind of where we are in pop culture i think that the where it plays in pop culture kind of the the like you said all the quotes and Mm -hmm. ham and and everything uh i think it's it's a big part of the 90s cinematic Mm -hmm. culture i also think based on like it being a cult classic kind of shows that it's it's properly rated now. Maybe when it came yeah. out and it was it was underrated, didn't you know catch its true catch its audience, but now I think it's it's definitely properly rated. Yeah, that's still surprising that it didn't do well in the box office at the box office. Um, yeah, well, just because I mean people are stupid. Yeah, so that is true. I was just I just read a story the other day about so I married an axe murderer, oh, which greatest Michael uh, Myers or greatest Mike Myers movie of them all. Easy. And it's so good, and I've thought from day one that it's so good, but it bombed. Yeah. And it did not do well, and critics mostly hated it. Um, so, yeah, and I would have never guessed also that that one did so poorly. Yeah. Although although I think, I know I saw Sandlot in the theater. I know I didn't see, so I married an axe murderer in the theater. So I guess I contributed to its flop. Well, but you weren't probably at, you know, I, I want to say that movie came out in like 91, 92, 93-ish probably. You weren't the, the demographic for that movie, but... Um, I think that that movie has legs now to the point where people are yeah. starting to find it now. But I mean, he wasn't, I mean, Mike Myers wasn't a movie star until Austin right. Powers. He was just the guy doing, well, I guess he had Wayne's world. He had Wayne's world. So he, and that yeah. was big yeah. and that did well, but you're right. And that was I, just coincidentally, I read another article about Mike Myers in the last year or so talking about where he said since 1993, or early '90s, he's only re- received like ten offers hmm. for movies, and it, and it's part part of that is because he likes to create his own, and yeah, and he, he he does so much on his own. But he's as well as well as Wayne's World did, and as well as So I Married an Axe Murder did after the fact, plus Austin Powers. Um, he just people don't want to work with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. That's weird. We should do a uh, a retrospective on on Mike Myers at one point. Heck yeah, he's great, man. <laughs> Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on, coming on with me and yeah. we could talk about this and uh, yeah, I know. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Right, buddy. I appreciate it. 
As always, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram uh, at the Morning Geekdom. Uh, if you could, you know, give us a like, a subscribe, or a rate, a review, tell a friend, tell a hundred friends. I just enjoy doing them. Hope you guys enjoy them. Uh, we'll see you next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman. See you guys.